want to welcome you to our Sunday morning worship service. That is SML Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street, in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. Today is October 17th, and this is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m. Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. At this time, we're going to have an opening scripture being read by Brother Don. And after that, we'll be, we'll be having prayer. There's a number of prayer requests that have come in. And so we certainly want to acknowledge the Lord. Because the Bible tells us we'll acknowledge him in all our ways. He shall direct our path. Good morning, everybody. I hope you are having a blessed day or evening. Today's scripture reading will, come, will be the 24th division of the psalm. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath established it, founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the floods. Who, have, who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God, from the God of his salvation. This is the generation that, that seek him, that seek his, thy face, O Jacob, Selah. Lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the ears of the word. Have a blessed day. If you have a prayer request this morning, I want to encourage you to visit ConnectingTruth.org. That is ConnectingTruth.org. Uh, you can send your submit your prayer request. Everything is handled uh, personal, confidential. You won't hear about it being broadcast or anything of that nature. It's not meant for a conversation to have, but a testimony unto the goodness of God. And so uh, we want to pray right now for the prayer requests that have been received. We want, uh, we will call your name out to let you know that, that so that you know that we are uh, conscious of you. And so uh, we thank God for Evangelist Thomas 
his family has requested prayer. And so uh, we're going to ask the Lord to bless them and meet those needs according to his will. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your grace and mercy. Lord God, we come and, uh, before you seeking your face, your grace, and your mercy, Lord. Lord, for the request that has been submitted, Lord God, for help in, in the areas that are needed as we all need help. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless this family, Lord God, and that your will is done. Lord Jesus, ask that you move by your power, Lord. Lord Jesus, you know the hearts of men, the hearts of women. Lord Jesus, you know the hearts of children. I ask that you would bless them, Lord God. Lord God, keep our minds stirred and stayed on you. Lord God, as we uh, uh, endeavor to keep our hearts and keep our minds on you as well. Lord Jesus, help us to keep the vows that we've made to you. Lord God, if you help us, we won't fail. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for hearing our cry before we even open our mouths up to utter a word. We thank you, Lord. Lord, ask that you would bind every spirit, Lord God, that would work against him. Lord Jesus, that you would touch, Lord, give him favor where it's needed. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, now we ask that you would bless us as we go further into this service. Lord God, that you would have your way, Lord. Lord Jesus, let your word go forth. Bless me to decrease as you increase. Bless your people, Lord. Lord God, as they decrease, as they yield themselves unto your will. Father, we thank you right now, Lord, and we pray and ask these many blessings in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to, to gather together in prayer, to gather together in agreement to gather together, Lord God, to bless you, Lord Jesus, as you have blessed us. Lord, we, we don't know what else to say at times, Lord God, because we're so overwhelmed by your goodness and your grace. Lord, but we here to worship you, Lord Jesus, and to, uh, in spirit and in truth, in holiness, Lord God, we surrender ourselves unto you, not just here in this place, Lord God, but in our homes, on the job, in every place that we may go. We ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless your Lord God. Let's worship the Lord. Let's think about where we are and what we're here for. Bless your name, Jesus.
Praise the Lord. Come on and give God glory. Come on and forget about uh, what you're dealing with. You know, you're in the presence of God. We're not here to insult his intelligence. We're not here to insult his, his sovereignty. If you have to be told, come on and forced to give God, that is a rebuke. That is not an encouragement. It is a rebuke because you're all into yourself instead of all into God. And that's where the miracles occur. That's where the supernatural occur. That's where the blessings of God come from. Is because you have touched the heart of God. Bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord. Before we go into the word of God, bless your Lord God. I, I, I can't say that enough, but, but before we go into the word of God this morning, amen, our songstress is coming she is going to render selection unto us and then we'll go into the word of God 
you might be in your car driving to a service, you may be already at your destination, maybe you're at work because you have to labor on Sundays uh, during the day, or maybe it could be in the evening, or where you are, you could be on that graveyard ship, but you're listening in, and so we just want to, you know, as she was saying, come to the altar. The altar is for sacrifice. The altar is for the saints of God and those that believe. You know, because some uh, may not have committed themselves to the Lord, but now they're bringing up. Mm. Bless your name, Jesus. But now they're bringing a peace offering, saying, I recognize the God of Israel. I recognize the God that, that you, brother, are serving. I'm recognizing the God sister that I see in you and, and I want to bring a peace offering unto the Lord. I want to surrender myself unto God. And so the altar is open for everyone. And so I want you to bear that in mind. Now, listen, I, I'm, I'm dealing with some issues this morning as a pastor. And so I'm saying that uh, to, because I want to be clear in, in what I'm saying. You know, when we have opportunity to be in the house of God, we should make our way to his house. Don't let anything get stop you from uh, making your way. We don't stop. We don't let things stop us from making it to work. We sacrifice work over God and then say, well, that's not my God. Well, yes, it is. It is. Things. And sometimes God has a way of dealing with us about the things that we put in front of him and we don't even know it. Let's not put things between us and the altar. Let's not put things between us and the house of God. I've seen people drive right by the church and say, I can't go to church because it's out of the way. But they drove right by it. To, even to say that, they drove right by the church. Uh, and they bad. I don't have time. But listen, as we go into the book of Revelation this morning, you're going to find out you need to make time for the Lord. Now, I'm, this is a prophetic word. I'm speaking a prophetic word right now in your hearing. This, we're coming into a air, a time, uh, that God is going to show himself mighty and strong. Now, I'm speaking as the cornerstone. And, and I don't know what your pastor, if you, if you attend another service, I don't know what they're going to be telling you, what, but I will be emphasizing this here at Cornerstone. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, God has signs and wonders that he is going to show so that people will believe. Miracles are going to be occurred. And so want you to be aware of that. Want you to walk with that conscious awareness because it comes with a consecrated life. It doesn't just show up, you know, but there are some things that are reserved just for, just for, just for a time such as this. And so I want you to be aware of that. I want you to be aware of your commitment unto the Lord. The Lord doesn't play with commitments. No, he doesn't. And so we're going into the book of Revelation. 
uh, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 12th verse. It says, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal. Now we, we, and lo, I was going ahead myself. Slow down here. Slow down, brother. And lo, there was a great earthquake. Some of us, and especially in Southern California, have experienced earthquakes, or in California in general. We know what it's like, and we know how horrifying it can be. And the sun became black as sackcloth hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their place. I, I can't imagine, except what I may have seen in a science fiction movie, but I've never seen a, a movie where it shows the heavens departing. Now, I know everyone can come up with their ideology of what that may look like, but I'm just saying I just cannot imagine what that will be or neither do I want to um, experience that. And that, that's what we're talking about today. You don't want to experience this. No, you don't want to experience the, uh, the, the heavens, the heavens, the you know, there are three, they, they, they name three areas when we talk about heavens. You don't want to experience uh, any, any one of them scrolling away. Can you imagine, just think about on the hottest day, on the hottest day, uh, that when, it, when the wind doesn't feel like it's blowing, the sun is beaming down and those that are Arizona and other places and it's 120 degrees, you know, Death Valley, you don't want the car breaking down as you're traveling through because it's just heat bearing down on you. Even in the shade, the shade is still three figures in heat. You don't want to be in any of that where there's no clouds, where there's no stars to be seen, where, uh, because the sun became uh, as black as sackcloth here. And the moon, when you did look up and see anything, the moon was uh, looked like blood. It was red. Representing wrath, representing vengeance, anger. You know, uh, you know, when they, and where, where you hear when someone is so angry, their eyes look red. The stars of heaven fell unto the earth. I've I, I seen a video of a meteor which was about, uh, it, was ten, it was thousands of miles above the earth, but the impact as it flew over Russia was crushing windows and causing car horns and stuff to go off. The stars of heaven fell unto the earth. 
Uh, I believe Peter said the, the, the elements are going to melt with a fervent heat. Even as a fig tree casts her untimely figs when she is shaken. Uh, um, if the Lord came right now, could you say that you were in his will to be caught up? If you're not in this service, you wouldn't make it. I'm talking to those that are members that were told to be in service. That was not an option. That was an order. God doesn't give us options. When God speaks, he speaks and it is an order. If God gave the sun an option and the sun didn't rise, we would be in trouble, huh? It's an order. It has been established by God. There was a blessing to be declared this morning. And it will be declared is just that if you're not present to receive the package, you won't get it. If God came right now, if he called your name, let's just say he called you as an individual, would you be ready? He has no respect to person. Has nothing to do with age because there are uh, he called those infants, infants as well as those that are uh, much older and think they got time. Somebody didn't, name was called last night. Would you be ready? With this sobering thought, huh? And when the heavens departed as a scroll, when it was rolled together and every mountain and island was moved out of their place because of the earth, the catastrophe that was going on, it shifted everything. Now, as a result of it shifting, how would that impact where you live? How is that going to impact your homeland. Every uh, mountain and island removed. How, what is that going to do to your nice abode? What is it going to do for that? We don't know. And you don't want to find out. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men, and every bond man, and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. During 1999, you know, not talking about a partying like a rock star, not talking about Prince, 1999, they thought things were going to fall apart when 2000 hit. And so people bought shelters and different and stored up as if that was going to help them during that time. Nothing happened. It was just a matter of resetting the clocks on the computers and servers that had been set with limited time. But the Bible says that people, no matter what lifestyle you had, whether you were in prison, whether you was free, whether you had money or not, whether you was strong or weak, whether you was in a position of authority, that they're going to be asking the rocks, 
cave us in, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? I feel like running up the aisle right now. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God. I feel like running up the aisle. Yes, I do. I, I, I want to... <laughs> I, I, I want to cut a step and dance, you know, and, and, and just go ahead and rejoice in God. Because the question is, who shall be able to stand? Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord God. I think we may have to come back to that. Who shall? But, but it also, uh, for the great day of his wrath shall come. Now, I took a thought, and that is how shall we escape? Because I want to help somebody to be able to feel the way I feel right now. I want to help somebody to be able to say that I, I, I want to run up the aisle, and, and you know, and I'm going to wear some, some nice shoes that, you know, there are certain shoes you can dance in and certain shoes you can't. I just happen to have on a pair that uh, the sole is so rubbery right now, I can't, but I have a pair that are out that are off to the side that I can. Because of the question, who shall be able to stand? So I want to help somebody to escape this. How shall we escape? You can escape this. You can escape this. Now, I know that earlier in the year, I don't know if it was earlier this year or last year, we preached a message about that there's no fire escape in hell. You can't get out. There's no fire extinguishers. There's nothing of that nature. But you can escape this. Hebrews 2, 1 through 4. Bless your name, Jesus. Well, I think we ought to just give God a wave offering. Just, just give him a wave offering. Bless your Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your Lord God. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. Uh-huh. Least at any time we should let them slip. For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Listen, you better listen to what is being said. We're talking about escaping. How shall we escape? If we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him, God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. Escape means to break from, uh, free from confinement or control, you know, uh, a toxic relationship, substance abuse, economic restraint, and the list can go on when we talk about confinement or things controlling us. One day something had a control on me. And I thank God that 
it doesn't have control on me today. You may have the same testimony that something had a hold on you and it wasn't a gospel song either. It was something else that was controlling you, had you messed up. But now you have a testimony uh, that, that answers the question, who shall be able to stand? In this instance, we're talking about bondage, that willfulness of sin. Uh-huh. And transgress the law of God in exchange for pleasure. How shall we escape if we continue? We're talking about the confinement, the bondage that may have a hold on us, not because of the willfulness of sin, but it may be a weight. The Bible said uh, that lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us. Some things that are going to cause people, uh, some weights are going to cause people to be lost because it held them back from doing what was right. It slowed them down. They didn't move when they were told to move. They had an excuse. Caught up in their feelings. Caught up in some because of whatever the situation was that dictated to them what God couldn't dictate. Mm -hmm. Romans 6 and 1 says, uh, presents an important question for all of us. All of us, yes, all of us. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? There comes a time when we need to ask ourselves, what am I doing? What am I gaining from my actions? What am I achieving with my attitude? Am I a rebel without a cause? Mm -hmm. I'm exhorting and feeding my ego. What is, what am I going to benefit from any of that? The Bible and those called to serve as apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, pastors are commissioned. To cry loud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sin. Well, Pastor, why do you have to preach against sin? I'm glad you asked. Thank you. Sin is what has the kings of the earth and great men, rich men, chief among men, strong men, every bondman, free man, hiding themselves in a place that is unhideable. You can't hide from God. Sin is what has them crying out in terror for the mountains to cave in, for the rocks to fall on them and to hide them from the wrath of the land. Sin. Isaiah 59, 1-2 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save. God can save. His hand is not short. You have not reached rock bottom that God cannot reach down, grab you, pick you up, and turn you around and set you in the right direction. His hands are not short. Hallelujah. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. He can save. 
And he, he said, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. It don't matter how you have been painted, what color, no, what a variety of color it might be. God can change it to be as white as snow. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Neither his ear heavy that he can't hear. He's not like some of the, uh, you know, I, I like the ceramic and, and the metal and the wood and, you know, and the rocks and different things that people are praying to. He has ears and he can hear though, hear us. He said, but your iniquity have separated between you and your God. So sin is a divider. It separates us from God. I think all of us have felt that detachment at one time or another. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But one day, God's goodness, now I'm just paraphrasing this, tapped us on the shoulder. I don't know how heavy that tap was. But if it was like mine, it was enough to break you, make you, and here we are today. His goodness got our attention the way that he knew it would occur. And so you're no longer hid from God and you're not trying to hide from him. You know, you can tell when people are trying to hide from the Lord. You, you, you see it by the actions, things that they say get offended and all that kind of stuff real, very easily, you know, uh, and that famous saying, don't judge me. And I'm not judging. The word of God has judged all of us already. The Bible plainly says, uh, as we go through Revelation, you'll see it and the books were open. I didn't write any of that. It was not my opinion. Matter of fact, and with all the excuses that, that I made before the Lord saved me and, you know, and turned my life around just like you, we probably would have wrote something different, but holy men were, were, were inspired as the Holy Ghost moved upon them to write as God instructed them. I heard the psalmist say, cheat back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Mm -hmm. And let them not them. It's interesting that he referred to, he said presumptuous sins, them, have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Now, if you don't know, uh, if you didn't, if you don't want to be like those hiding in fear of God, you need to listen carefully and consider the prayer and confession. Keep me, keep me, Lord. I need you to keep me. To be kept by God requires submitting our will to his. So that means that when you don't want to, when you don't want to, you've been told to do something and you, you can think of a hundred reasons not to, I can think of one for you to comply. And that's because you want to be kept by God. You want to do his will. You want to be in line with his word. Some deny it, but they have an issue with God's will. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Yes. People might deny it, but they have an issue with God's will. Pastor, you don't, yes, I do. Because I know what it meant to rebel against God. I also know what it meant to have my behind spanked too. As a child. As a teenager. As a young man. So I speak from experience of parenting, being a parent, as well as knowing that love chastens all of us. Yes. Until you conform. And then when you start to conform. <laughs> woo! <laughs> Bless your name, Jesus. When we start to conform and comply, you notice that you're not chasing as much. <laughs> when you matured, I believe the, the, the uh, uh, he said, when I was a child, I spanked as a child, and as I grew older, I put away childish things. And so as we put away the childish things, then we notice that life change. We don't need to be bit at, like we do as a child. The Bible said that bitting is sap while it's young, so you have to deal with children while they're young, and that includes spiritual and natural. And, and then as we get older... Uh, we are mature and we realize that, you know, that's not going to work for me. If I do that, the repercussions of that is going to be greater than this, this instance of what I'm doing. And so I'm not going to do that. I choose not to. And so therefore, what was that? Um, so the situation is now averted. God chasing those that he loves. And so I know he loved me. <laughs> so just like he loved you. Some deny it, but they have an issue with God's will. It means doing what he says, even when it is not convenient. Ministers have been told, be instant in season, out of season. But that also goes for the sheep of God as well. I was listening to uh, uh, the talk about sheep and how dumb we are. A sheep, uh, and this is from a farmer that has had about 2,000 sheep as well as cattle. So the cattle and them, they know what to do, but the sheep just sit around and, you know, they can't run. They don't have claws or nothing. They don't have teeth that will eat, you know, through flesh. They're, they're just not, that's not them. And they act so dumb that if a couple of them get lost, they will be out there only just a few yards from where the rest of them are. And it's easy for the wolf to come and snatch one of them up. Well, let's say two of them was out there. That second one would just be running around bah, and just crying out instead of running for their life. Even a rabbit who don't have claws, you know, for fighting and teeth and stuff will run when it hears danger. But a sheep, well, it needs a good shepherd, and God is a good shepherd, and that's why we have to stay within the fold. Keep thy servant from presumptuous sin. Submit to doing his will when it's convenient, when it's not convenient. God's will is complete submission, not partial. Matthew 6 and 24 says, no man can serve two masters. Some of y'all got two masters. You need to get rid of 
that one. Because mm-hmm. either will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Yea, you cannot serve two masters. You can't serve God and mammon. Materialism. Materialism is going to cause a lot of folks to be lost. Mm-hmm. Money, God never said money is the, Bible said money is the, the answer to a multitude of problems. It said the love of it is what gets you in trouble. You do anything for it. And that's a conversation for another time. That's a men's and women's meeting. Talking about money and what you do. I watch and listen how dedicated people are to their jobs, complaining in one breath and fighting for it in the next. At work on time as required. Some of y'all need to be here on time. You need to be in service on time. As we are for our jobs, we're on time. We expect God to be on time. God, help me now. Lord, send your help. Lord, send it right now. Oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord God. Lord, touch the devil. You allow the blood of Jesus against you. Oh, Lord God. Don't, oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, Lord, right now. Do it now, Lord. Lord God, we want right now. And God's only asked us to be right now one time. God requires faithfulness. But he gets an excuse that you will not give to anyone else. What does God have to say about people that I can't go to church, I won't be in service, I can't go, but they'll spend two hours getting their hair done. Well, you know, it's the pandemic, but I got to get my due. Got to get my due. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Got to get my hair done. But nope, 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 no, 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 no. We, we all spaced out. You're not spaced out in Apollo. As, as this building seats quite a few people, and it is, and so there's room. Oh, uh, but I can't, but I got to get my hair. I'm going there. They know they're not going to feed me anything, but they're going to dye my hair. What did God say about it? Listen, perceptionist means to take liberties not granted. The psalmist realized he cannot live uh, a life pleasing unto the Lord by taking liberties. I hope you all realize that this morning. I certainly do. I'm reiterating that in my own mind and my own spirit. The French author, Andrew uh, Andre Muris, said, if you create an act, you create a habit. If you create a habit, you create a character. If you create a character, you create a destiny. Some of you need to visit the altar and to get rid of the habit and to get rid of the character that has been working on you. Or your destiny is going to be like those that are found in the sixth seal of Revelation. You don't want anything but the spirit of God to have dominion over you. Now God is not going to make you uh, do anything that's going to disrupt your family, make you do anything that's going to cause you to, to be a, 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 a person of, that is undesirable on your job. God is not going to do anything that's going to cause uh, having dominion. God, spirit having dominion over you is not going to cause you uh, to replace family and friends. 
is going to cause you to be an example, a responsible person. Then and only then can I be upright. Then and only then will you be innocent from the great transgression. What great transgression? What transgression? What are you talking about? That great transgression means you have betrayed the trust of God. It means you go beyond traversing, crossing over when it's convenient for you instead of doing what God requires of you, you do what you want to do. From what is right, you do what is wrong. Those hiding from the guilt of the great transgression because they rejected the word of God. That's what we see in the, the unveiling of the sixth seal. Those that rejected the word of God. Those that, uh, what is it, the, um, the, the, the government has the space, um, space force. Sounds pretty comical. But they know the word of God and they have prepared to do battle. Unlike the unveiling of the fifth seal, where there were souls that escaped the, the wrath of the lamb, and you'll find out more about that battle in space. As we go through Revelation, yep, there's a battle. Unlike the unveiling of the fifth seal, where there were souls that escaped the wrath of, lamb, of the Lamb, the souls of them that suffered because they took a stand against sin, ridiculed, criticized, ostracized by those that rejected the word of God, the souls of them that received right robes, because they remain consecrated. When God says straighten up and fly right, they set out how straight do you, oh, that's straight. Okay, I'll straighten up and I'll fly right. When the Lord said jump, they said how high do you want me to jump? When the Lord said run, how, uh, they, they ran. You know, we were reading in the word of God about how the angel of the Lord visited uh, uh, and, and was speaking to the, the, the individual and said uh, they were going into battle. And he told them to smite the arrow. And the gentleman smote the arrow, but he didn't smite it enough. Because the angel told him if you would have kept on, you would have had total victory over the situation. But you stopped. And that stopped because you didn't believe. When you stop, it's because of unbelief. When God says run, you run. When God says jump, you jump. When God says clap, you clap. When God says talk, you talk. When God says don't say anything, mighty God. Like he told the, the children of it, just march around and don't say nothing. I'll tell you when. I'll let you know when it's time to open your mouth up. But as of right now, don't say anything. Ezekiel 48 11 said, it shall be for the priests. Uh-huh. Uh, those that were consecrated and walked away uh, for the moment, uh, they walked away from taking pleasures that, and liberties. Uh, I, Ezekiel 48 and 11, it shall be for the priests, for they are sanctified of the sons of the dog, uh, which have kept my charge. Are you willing to keep the charge of God, which have not astray? When the children of Israel, when other folks in the church went astray, when others decided that I'm not going to the service, when others said I'm, I'm going to go 
and I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to have it my way. Are you uh, with those? Are you keeping the charge of the Lord? Uh, there was Levites, not just church folks, but there was also ministers that went astray. Uh, those will not be found under the altar, uh, but they'll be found with those that are hiding and wishing the caves and the rocks to fall on them. Their act became a habit, and that habit became a character, and that character became a destiny. Now, uh, uh, they want to die to escape, but not so, uh, because judgment happens to all of us. And one thing for sure, it begins here in the house of God. The Bible says in Hebrews 2, a 1 to 4, it said, give the more earnest heed, sincere and intense conviction. Heed to things which you have heard. It's at least any time we let them sleep. Uh, don't let people cause those things to make you lose balance. Don't let things cause you to lose balance. Hold on to the word of God and what God is saying and live according to his word. I heard the writer say, if we live in his statues, if we walk in his statues, we shall live in his statues. You've got to live line upon line and precept upon precept. I heard David say that he had an experience and his foot almost slipped. He was watching what people was doing. He was looking at things they had instead of paying attention to God. And he started to feel a certain way. He was getting uh, caught up in his feelings. Well, Psalm 73, 2 uh, says, as for me, my foot were almost gone. My steps had well slipped, not slipped, for I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They had uh, they appeared to have it going on. But when I went into the sanctuary, I understood therein. Someone preached a message that made uh, sense. They taught a lesson that broke it down. They spoke a prophetic word that could see, uh, that could see, uh, that I could see coming to pass. They declared the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When we go to church, we're not just there for the music. Music is good. Uh, we're not just there to fellowship. Fellowship is good, uh, but we need to hear a sound message. We need to hear a word that's gonna bring us back into a sense of reality. We need to bring to hear a word that's going to be understood by, from the messenger. Oh my God. The Bible said, for if the words spoken by angels were steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just recompense of reward. Oh my God, we're accountable for the word of God. I'm accountable, you're accountable for what we have received of God to apply it to our lives. Application of the word of God is, is most important. Ministers, listen to this. The Bible says that Gabriel said, I, 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 I am Gabriel. I heard Gabriel saying this. I'm Gabriel that stand in the presence of God. 
and I am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee things, these glad tidings. The minister's responsibility is to hear from heaven, which means sometimes we have to turn the TV off. You guys are sitting down watching the program and laughing and carrying on, and it might be a program that I want to see too, but then I'm led not to, that I need to, but I'm like, wait a minute, I'll do it after, no, got to do it now. Yeah, but it's, it's one in the morning. Well, this is, I'm giving you the message right now. So get up. It's 7 a.m. I want to sleep, but I'm giving you what you need to write down right now. Malachi 2, 7, 8 says, For the priest's lips shall keep knowledge, and they shall seek the law at his mouth. For he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. The 8th verse says, But but ye are departed out of the way. Ye have caused many to stumble at the law. Ye have corrupted the law, the covenant of the Levites, said the Lord of hosts. He's talking to the ministers. You can't help yourself or anyone else if you have slipped out of place. We're getting ready to go on an evangelistic campaign and, you know, I shouldn't, I don't want to say campaign, but we pick it up and doing more, want to close out the year, reaching out to souls. Well, you can't help nobody if you're out of place. You need to be in place. You are uh, the testimony that what God has done, what God is doing, the, the, the encouragement to help others hold on when they faith and when things seem out of sort. But if you're out of place, then how are you going to help anyone else? It's not just up on the pastor. It's on everyone that God has called. If you plan to escape, then you're going to have to line up, as all of us are doing, with the word of God. How shall we escape if we neglect? That neglect is something that you chose to do or not to do. Let's talk about not doing it. How shall we escape? Because I'm not going to neglect so great a salvation. How shall we escape? Because I'm going to listen to the words spoken by the Lord. How shall we escape? Because I'm, I'm hearing what he is saying. God is bearing us witness and we're listening to the witness. How shall we escape? Because I'm looking at the signs and wonders of what God is doing in my life and what he is doing in the life of folks around me. How shall we escape? Because I saw that miracle. When folks said that it was impossible, God said, it's possible with me. How should we escape? Because someone told me I could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and I read it for myself that others had received the gift of the Holy Ghost and it's the seal of God until the day of redemption and I believed it and I began to tarry for the Holy Ghost. Guess what, folks? Pastor Carl is still tarrying because God has so much more. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. To help you escape God's will, God, oh my God. We have to yield ourselves to his word. Know surely that, that signs, as I said earlier, signs and wonders are going to increase. Mm -hmm. You're going to see more. God want to show himself strong. He's going to pour out of the Holy Ghost, those that are seeking him. 
The Bible says, and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to an end with this, but the Bible says in the book of Acts, the 10th chapter, he said he commanded us to preach unto the people. This is Peter testifying to those that are in the house of Cornelius, family and friends. We to testify that it is he which hath ordained of God to be the judge of a quick and dead, to give him, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth on him shall receive remission of sin. And while Peter spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell in the service. Didn't nobody have to lay hands on them? I've seen preachers lay hands. I'm talking about for real. I'm not talking about that fake stuff that, that, that people be showing. I'm talking about being in a service where someone just, the, the spirit of the Lord moved and people received the Holy Ghost. They received it with the laying on of hands. And it made a, a mighty difference in their life from that moment. They received of God. And the Lord is doing the same. He's going to do the same. He's going to continue to do the same. He's going to continue to do the same. I just keep I'm saying that because I want that to sink in to your spirit as we enter into this place. Um, I, I have God has the largest eraser, and I'm so glad He has a, such a big eraser, you know. But I say that to say that <laughs> there are some things that you believe. There are some things that people have held on to, and uh, and some of those things are going to be erased because they they were good for that day. But the Word of God has given us more, and I'm not talking about taking anything from the Word of God or adding to it. And I'm talking about your understanding of what God wants to do and how he is going to do it. As we continue to venture uh, in the book of Revelation, I want you to be encouraged, invite someone else to listen in as well and get a clear understanding. The book of Revelation is a blessing. It's telling us what we don't want to see and there is a way out. How shall we escape by not neglecting such a great salvation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your word this morning. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless us to give ourselves unto your word. Lord Jesus, govern our hearts, Lord Jesus, by your will. In Jesus' name. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, you need to visit a church of truth or power in your area one that does believe the word of God and have your sins remitted in his name. The Bible said remission of sin and should be preached in his name. And we see that throughout the scriptures. And the Bible said whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we're just following the word of God. Be blessed. Remember the words that you have heard spoken this morning. We'll be back in the book of Daniel on Tuesday. The Lord say the same and if he doesn't, even so come, Lord Jesus. God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you in service with us. This is Pastor Carl Henderson at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. 
remember the songs uh, of our uh, songstress and those that and the artists are of their producers respectively and let's support that gospel music there'll be more announcements of services coming up and I pray that you will be available to be part of it God bless you Bless you, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the support, the ministry. We thank you, Lord God, and ask that you bless the givers, Lord God, let them not feel the loss in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord God, we'll continue to give you praise as we do your will, to give you glory in Jesus' name.